0: Expounded Universe, Season 10, Episode 2. What's up, Doc? The book, Han Solo at Star's End by Brian Daly. The year, 1979. With your hosts, Jeff and John. Let's go. <laughs> Welcome back to Expounded Universe, the game show where contestants pit their wits against their their, their pits uh, to see who has the the pit wits down. Their Sarlacc pits. The, 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 how are you, John? I'm great. Yeah, me too. I'm feeling groovy. Ready to talk Star Wars on this kind of
1: crappy day. On this beautiful Easter morning. He is risen. He is risen indeed. <laughs> it's 3.20 in the afternoon. Yeah, well, I mean, it's about time he's risen.
0: I guess that's true. I mean, I guess he's working on your time this year.
1: <laughs> yeah. Jesus really <laughs> slept in this year.
0: <laughs> Jesus rose about noon, play, played Slay the Spire for two hours, went back to bed. <laughs>
1: uh, You know what's great about having a pastor for a father is that when i would do shit like that and come out of my room at like noon he would actually go he is risen hallelujah
0: (laughs) i saw some tweet today that was just like okay what's the over under on the number of editorial cartoons tomorrow that are just going to be uh social distancing jokes about how jesus didn't leave the cave this year
1: (laughs) and the answer is several It's just
0: going to be most of them, because all you have to do is draw a cave. That's right. Just put a speech bubble above it.
1: Don't come in here.
0: I think my favorite editorial cartoon of the past couple days, of course, because it's going to be everyone's forever, is the Darth Vader offering his mask to a a, uh, doctor. Oh, yeah. It's amazing.
1: No, that mask the commentary as well of like, hey, isn't this like that time that Dr. Doom cried at the (laughs) Twin Towers falling?
0: Yeah, it's just like that. Uh, I mean, except at least that's a personal decision. I'd be really mad if Darth Vader showed up and was like, here, have my helmet. It smells like a hot dog mausoleum in there.
1: Also, it's not actually, you know, attached to the device that would help with the whole breathing. It's just sort of like I handed you a mask and no ventilator. Anyway, (laughs) I don't know what I'm doing here.
0: Please accept this gift of my mask. It could be used as a spaghetti colander.
1: (laughs) Put this on your ugliest patient
0: and then just ask them if they are one with the force
1: because they gon' to be ha! <laughs> vader
0: couldn't pick like a good Disney or star wars character and have them offer some kind of breathing assistance
1: i don't know had to I, be vader <laughs> well i mean it's the only one where you're like oh, i'm trying to i'm trying to come up with something for ventilators and breathing things who's the only famous character that is like yeah he's got a breathing apparatus.
0: Oh, I, I think you're thinking of famous Star Wars character Saw Gerrera. Mm, I don't know that I am. Oh, I'm sorry. You're right. I, you must be thinking of famous Star Wars character Plo Koon. I don't know that I am. Ooh, oh, you know what? You're right. You're right. I'm sorry. I'll take that back. Uh, you must be thinking of famous Star Wars character Dengar.
1: There we are. I'm always okay. thinking of famous <laughs> Star Wars character Dengar. <laughs>
0: Granted, I think of all those characters, pretty much just uh, Plo Koon was truly a good guy. Saw had a complicated relationship with morality.
1: <laughs> it's real areas of gray with that one. Mm-hmm.
0: Well, so anyway, John, I haven't had a chance to see how you're doing all day, because of course we are social distancing at this point.
1: No, no, uh, no, How are you? Oh, I'm all right. Things are going fine. I mean... <laughs> I mean,
0: should anybody worry about you?
1: No, nah, probably not.
0: Okay, well, ain't nobody worry about him then. Ain't uh, nobody. Yeah. I-, I I got to watch Sage do uh, Easter this year. We didn't bother last year because she was too little, but this year we did hide some eggs around the house, and it's been adorable.
1: Hmm, hmm, hmm. Yeah, the eggs uh, have- I don't think the child here has done anything we have not done an easter thing this year so
0: yeah yeah well we just we just hit eggs around and uh florence took the time last night to lovingly pack them with dried fruit and stuff because you know sage isn't even two yet so candy is kind of out of her wheelhouse but it's been adorable because every time she finds one she'll run it over to one of us we'll open it and she'll be like blueberries and then she'll eat everything in that egg before she keeps going
1: ah good you want to make sure you get everything out of there because if you leave it behind then one of y'all might start eating something
0: oh you're darn right if she leaves those dried cherries where i can get them those are mine oh yeah obvious that's the easter bunnies do Hmm,
1: hmm, hmm. that's like the milk and cookies for santa
0: (laughs) i think the only the only downside so far and i'll probably get better at this as sage becomes more sapient uh is the i can't do too good of a job at being serious with the oh i think i heard someone in the backyard last night kind of talk
1: (laughs) someone's been going through our vegetables
0: (laughs) yeah so so we i got you know i got asked like oh didn't you hear something rustling in the bathroom last night and i was like oh yeah that was me and the easter bunny we were getting real high and dancing to thunderstruck
1: (laughs) oh did you hear someone in here last night because i (laughs) called the cops (laughs) did you hear
0: someone in our backyard last night no (laughs) and neither did you i was in bed by
1: nine let us never speak of this again
0: (laughs) yeah um so anyway regarding star wars (laughs) yes maybe we should get into the book the book again uh is brian daly's Han Solo at Star's End, and Chapter 3 opens right where Chapter 2 left off. Han has just escaped the uh, unfortunate occurrences happening at the Free Flight Lounge. Uh, he's no longer in debt to Pluvo Two-For-One, and he is discussing that matter in particular with Chewbacca.
1: Yeah, you know, they get their stolen ride, and they are heading over to the uh, the hangar where the Millennium Falcon is. Mm-hmm. And... Uh... <laughs> I have an angry child.
0: (laughs) I I can make it out. I'm not sure if the listeners are going to be able to make it out, but I can hear it.
1: Well, if they can't, that's a shame.
0: Absolutely. It's just because you're making the only noise you've made all day in there, and he's like, i got to know what that is.
1: (laughs) got to get in there.
0: Yeah. Uh, So uh, Chewbacca and Han are discussing what just happened. Han is effectively just uh, reassuring us, the readers, that Pluvo 2 for 1 isn't going to be a going concern in this book.
1: Well, yeah. Because he's like, look, I paid the guy, now that he has his money, there's no way that his bosses would be like, oh yeah, we'll pay to put a contract out on Solo, because there's no reason to.
0: Exactly. He he is convinced that uh, because he actually went ahead and paid Pluvo, even though it was in a very insulting way, uh, that there's... He's safe from Pluvo going forward uh, because no one would authorize a hit. In fact, it's probably just going to ruin Pluvo's reputation.
1: See, I feel like that's really underselling Pluvo's desire to get a hit on you because he's like, oh, yeah, his bosses wouldn't like call for a hit on me. But I'm like, he might dip into his personal reserves at this point.
0: Yeah, I mean, I know the guy's middle management in crime terms, but still, he probably has some money and. You know, assassins aren't super expensive in Star Wars.
1: Nah, you just find someone, and you're like, hey, I'll give you, I don't know, 90 space bucks to go shoot that guy. <laughs> now, of course, it's on Solo, which means you will fail, but...
0: Yes, yeah. I mean, you could easily dispense with that entire continuing storyline in the margins of the uh, the rest of this book and be like, oh, and on his way to the next planet, he also had to shoot down three pathetic assassins who were obviously drunk.
1: <laughs> yeah. Uh. But uh, they also know, going towards the hangar, that they're like, "All right, we got to move quick because it's not like the gravity nonsense that we did is going to last for a long time."
0: Yeah, and ultimately, the problem isn't Pluvo on the planet; it's the Espos. It's uh, the, the the corporate sector authority. Once those corporate goons that were in the in the uh, free flight lounge get their radios working, they're going to start locking down the spaceport.
1: Yeah, I mean, he's basically like, "We've got until." someone comes in there and decides to try and help until we can do something.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and uh, and so they are already discussing terms of how they're going to get out of the situation and what their next move is. And it basically boils down to, we're going to go do some shit that people try to avoid social interactions in Dungeons & Dragons games.
1: Hmm.
0: <laughs> I mean, so they make their way to where their hangar is and they're already a little lucky in that their their ship is relatively unguarded there's an impounding agent there but all he's not booting the ship he's just locking the hangar bay
1: oh my goodness it's everett
0: oh you have a guest friend
1: i do hey say hello well
0: Yay. that's just adorable
1: it's everett Hmm.
0: if people are curious as to what the hell that's all about that's uh that's friend of the show's claire's kid hello
1: yeah okay everything's great
0: <laughs> all right uh do you need do, you, do we need to no
1: no the child is gone everything's fine
0: okay i'm glad to hear it uh anyway
1: we're a little loosey-goosey here today
0: yeah sorry about that folks it's a home zoom meeting kind of situation we're lucky Uh, that you you aren't somehow looking at my balls even though this is a podcast
1: i mean just sort of imagine that (laughs) that video with the guy trying to do the interview with bbc and the kid just comes like stomping in that's basically this. <laughs>
0: that is the greatest video of all time because he st- the, the first kid comes in and then the second comes in, kid comes in in that little like, roll-around scoot thing for toddlers. Yeah. <laughs> it just gets better and better. But uh, <laughs> in, in any event, so Han and Chewie hang back. They see one guy locking up the thing and they're like, all right, listen here, Chewie, here's the plan. And I gotta say, it's rare for Chewie to just go, yeah, I'll go along with your dumb plan, Han, whatever.
1: I mean, I do like that Again, in this book, Chewie's just kind of like, yeah, I'm on board. Like I get it. We're doing this shit.
0: Yeah, yeah, Chewie has no uh none of his usual I've dialed out reservations. He hasn't lived through the Kevin J. Anderson years or whatever yet, so he still gives a shit.
1: Well, yeah, cuz I mean, it's like New Hope. He well, he didn't want to. He was still like, yeah, sure, we'll do the Wookiee prisoner bit. Like he's willing to do bits still.
0: He hasn't lost that improv spirit.
1: Yeah, he is willing to yes and Han Solo.
0: Oh, he's like 10 years ago, Amy Poehler. <laughs> <sighs> and also probably current Amy Poehler, I don't know. Uh, any- <laughs> anyway, uh, the bit that they're going to do is the big, mean, drunken, wookiee bit.
1: Yeah, so Chewbacca gets just like a big old gourd to some nasty smelling alcohol, and he goes pretend drunk staggering towards the guard while han from the other direction starts walking towards them they knock into each other and uh chewy spills a whole bunch of liquor on the guard right which is of course just a distraction
0: yeah and then the two of them spend a bunch of time arguing with each other and oh han is just extremely concerned for this poor espo soldier and what's wrong with him and oh you're gonna have to go wash that and blah 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 and Basically, they smooth the guy for a while, and when he leaves in a hurry, Han's stolen his keys.
1: Yeah, because he's like trying to pat him down. He's like, oh, let me get some of this out of your shirt. So it is just every excuse for him to get his hands all over this guy.
0: Exactly. And it it works. They make whatever social role they were trying to do, and they they uh, they rob the dude of his keys.
1: Yep. They, they go ahead, slide a hand that. He goes off because he doesn't want you know a commanding officer to see him covered in booze and smelling like the inside of a distillery
0: and also it's bad form for him to try or not bad form but it would not be good business sense for him to try to rope a drunken wookie for drunkenness
1: oh yeah no that's above his pay grade
0: yeah so he he shuffles along and now han and chewie are in possession of the keys they they uh, use them to get past the lock that was otherwise going to prevent them from getting to the falcon and Chewy gets started setting up for launch, uh, does everything but request a launch clearance while Han well, goes off to obtain one of those.
1: Because, I mean, at this point, even if the people over at the uh, the free flight lounge haven't, you know, gotten out and radioed in, they already had this vehicle under, like, orders for impound. So if they tried to call out for a flight, they would immediately be said no, you can't do that. And if they just tried to leave any sort of intercepting vehicles up there, it would be like, oh, you're not cleared.
0: No, oh, yeah, we got to shoot that down. That's a patrol craft that needs to be taken out.
1: So uh, instead, Han goes to find whatever the closest best thing he can get to his craft is.
0: Yeah, so he goes wandering the halls of the interior of the spaceport until he finds another ship that's similar to his a stock freighter they don't say yt 1300 but you know i think that's just because the name of the ship didn't exist yet and uh they, he finds a stock freighter but hasn't been modified like his has and there's just a bunch of dudes loading stuff into it and han again is just doing casual information gathering lies because he's just like hey you guys still plan to take off tomorrow
1: night like oh no we're heading out at like 2100 or whatever he's like, oh, well, you know, clear skies, bye! Tomorrow night? No! No, you fucking idiot! You, lo-
0: We should kill you! No! No! <laughs> but yeah, Han takes the information and he gets on back to the Falcon. When they are prepped for takeoff, they just request takeoff
1: for that other ship. Yes. They're just like, hey, I know we had clearance for 2100, but we need to leave now. And that won't be suspicious because... You know, freighters occasionally just have directives where they have to go someplace quickly, so, you know, it's fine.
0: Yep, and it's a slow day here on the most important planet of of, uh, the Corporate Sector Authority, apparently, so they are cleared for immediate takeoff.
1: Yep, and they just fuck right along. Mm -hmm.
0: Off they go. Uh, (laughs) Having successfully flipped a middle finger to this whole pointless planet. Now, once they're in the air, Han wants to do some complaining about how uh, the corporate sector is just so restrictive, and he doesn't want to have to change the mass-weight ratio of his ship just to meet some stupid specification. But luckily, if you have a special kind of waiver, you can just skip all that shit.
1: Yeah. He needs basically three things. Because Mm -hmm. he needs to replace the sensor disc that got knocked off, Uh, Mm -hmm. He needs to get a new sensor suite for the ship in order to essentially be up to snuff with all of the various uh, corporate sector people so that he can fool their sensors and see what they're doing and so on. And then, of course, that waiver.
0: Yeah, so he needs three things. And luckily for him, he knows a single one-stop shop for all of those items and more.
1: Oh, yeah. He... Knows basically the black market tech impresario of this sector for some reason. Mm -hmm. Apparently he's uh, known
0: him for quite a while.
1: Yeah, but he is very secretive and very protective of uh, the operation. So you have to get in contact with one person and then they have to vet you. So they go and get your bona fides and if it doesn't meet up, they'll kill you and then you meet up with another ship, and they have a bunch of armed guys who come onto your ship to make sure no one else is hiding in there, and if anyone is, they will kill you. Then it takes you to where the planet is. The planet has a whole bunch of guns trained on you, which will kill you. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, they are not fucking around.
0: Yeah, yeah. Uh, So he goes from planet to planet to planet, meeting a bunch of people. I like this scene a lot, because in any other Expanded Universe book, This would have been five chapters.
1: Oh, yeah. Like, the amount of time this book gives to it is like, yeah, obviously, there's a whole rigmarole you have to go through, and I'm just going to sum it up real quick so that you know that there was a rigmarole, but uh, we're going to get on with the story rather than being like, and then I had to meet this character, and let me tell you about him, why he was a real character.
0: Interesting note, he was Greedo's cousin. (laughs)
1: Weird, right? Right.
0: What a wonderful coincidence.
1: <laughs> yeah, I I very much appreciate the short storyness of this, because the brevity with which they have to deal with things is great.
0: Yeah, no, it's absolutely just sort of a breath of fresh air to read a nice actual short story that doesn't feel like it's padded at all. Yeah. Uh, in, in any event, he makes his way to the planet. I don't remember if we even get a name on this planet. Uh, but it is the home of Doc's Outlaw Tech facility. And first of all, Outlaw Tech, that's a cool word. I'm into that.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, it's all one thing. It's an Outlaw Tech. hmm And I mean, it's neat to think that out there, in addition to, like, the smugglers and bounty hunters, like, this is just a thing that is a profession you can do, is Outlaw Tech. Because yeah, yeah. this whole underworld is an entire business that needs an entire support structure to it.
0: Yeah, and I mean we see this kind of thing happen in uh, in modern Star Wars media. This is effectively that satellite that uh, the Mandalorian goes to near the end of that that first season. Hmm. Remember that when he meets the guy from like uh, Sons of Anarchy, and he has <clears> to he, <throat> they have, he has to take that Bostonian comedian onto his ship, and now now we've established that there's a Boston in space. Who is that guy? Is that Bill Burr? I think he brings uh, Bill Burr on his ship. Oh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But yeah, that's what that is. It's effectively outlaw tech. It's it's the space where you go to get your ship fixed if you're not legally allowed to get your ship fixed. Yeah. So he deboards, and other than running into Doc, which was his hope, he was kind of... Because Doc's is like old dude with frizzy hair, who's kind of a lunatic, but has a rich sense of taste and is actually kind of fun and easy to get along with. Uh, he runs across Doc's gorgeous daughter.
1: Oh yeah, and of course, they have a history, because there's no woman that Han Solo will run across where he does not have a history.
0: I know, because I feel like every, this is kind of a cliche, but at least this one happened in 79, so we don't, like, this is the first one, where where a woman comes across him and is like, oh, it's you. I thought you left after we banged.
1: At least with this one, it's in a scenario where it makes sense like oh yeah he's going to a place that he has gone to before it's not like oh i went to the world's weirdest outpost and there was someone i used to bang there
0: (laughs) i mean that's true he has reason to have met this woman before uh it's not it's not like the the previous time that we came across this in one of our books where (laughs) it was like oh yeah remember those couple of years i spent dating a creepy stage magician <laughs> uh in this case it's like yeah uh, she was the, she's the sexy daughter of the of the dude who fixes my ship so I I of course I know her it's interesting to me that that he's still on good terms with Doc after apparently uh banging and blowing out
1: I guess yeah I mean the fact that he's like oh yeah you know I see uh Jessa the daughter and I'm like, oh no, I gotta try and sweet talk her because I fucked up. But he doesn't immediately think, man, when I see Doc, he's gonna be like, hey, you're an asshole, fuck you.
0: Doc just must be a progressive kind of dude. He doesn't have one of those t shirts that's like, here are the 10 rules for dating my daughter.
1: No. He's got one of those t shirts that's like, beach booby inspector.
0: <laughs> Instead, he has a t shirt that says 10 suggestions for fucking my daughter,
1: <laughs> it's got diagrams. Take- Try to get to know her first. Start off with a little light <laughs> petting.
0: Don't worry about me. I'm a, I'm not a win- I'm more of a window than a door.
1: <laughs> Try to establish boundaries early.
0: <laughs> her favorite food is Italian. <laughs> uh space Italian.
1: Yeah, space from space Italy.
0: From sp- from Spidly, the uh, the Space Italy.
1: Ah Spedaly
0: so she's mad at him and you know she has to start with a little bit of that ex-relationship uh, scorned lover stuff where she's like like oh han i i didn't expect to ever see your sorry carcass again what's it been like a year
1: oh yeah it's like oh you must have been so busy mm. and
0: he's like come on you know what that was <laughs>
1: come on i'm on solo
0: come Come on, I mean, you could have had a, a healthy, stable relationship with any one of these nameless, faceless outlaw techs that this ship is that this whole planet is crawling with. You didn't.
1: <laughs> you decided to jump into bed with me, and come on, you had to know.
0: <laughs> you knew, good and full well. Although uh, this is Han prior to New Hope, so it's like in New Hope he's supposed to be about twenty-four. So everyone here is very young.
1: Maybe she didn't. Well, I mean, there's actually a section in here, where it makes it seem like Han is older? Well, older
0: than her, anyway, but but yeah, you're right, because it, it, there's a little moment where he reflects on his military history a bit.
1: But yeah, we'll get there. It, it wants to go into, like, how good of a pilot he is and how much time he's had flying, and I'm like, you're really making him seem like he's in his 30s rather than 20s.
0: Well, and notably, he says that he's already aged out of being a high-speed fighter pilot. Yeah. Which, uh, I mean... At at twenty four, twenty five, you're you're only just starting to be an actual high speed fighter pilot when it comes to like, you know, the actual military. Oh but whatever. Yeah, but space Maybe, military uh,
1: doesn't give a fuck. Yeah, well,
0: Star Wars the whole thing's idiot proof. An X Wing has a fly and don't fly button. <laughs> the most complicated thing you're ever gonna do is put the X fo the S foils in attack position. Yeah. Everything else is just like, would you like to destroy TIE Fighter? Y slash N.
1: oops i hit n
0: (laughs) it's okay it just resets the feed would you like to destroy tie fighter y slash n uh why great would you also like to take a moment to register me (laughs) no no i'm in the middle of a space battle i don't want to register you okay we're gonna put you on trial mode closing the s foils
1: (laughs) it's a dollar 99 to disable ads
0: Oh, look at that. An ad for Pluvo, two for one. <laughs> what a good deal. That's a great deal on Pluvos. Anyway, uh, she's a little grumpy, but it's interesting that she notes that basically her her uh, base that her d- dad theoretically operates is also an intelligence gathering network. So they know exactly why Han's here. They already know everything he could possibly need, and they already also know exactly how much money he has and what happened on Eddie 4.
1: Oh yeah, they're like, look, we we are the suppliers to everyone, and because we're so paranoid on who we let here, we have quite an information network that keeps tabs on anyone.
0: Yeah, yeah. So she is v- very kind of well. She basically has the upper hand in this conversation and argument. Uh, Han follows her to a warehouse facility where he's getting ready to discuss prices with Doc over. Uh, fixing up the Falcon and getting the things he needs changed. Uh, He doesn't have enough money for all the stuff he wants to get fixed. So he's hoping to meet with Doc and discuss a long-term repayment strategy.
1: Yeah. Uh, But, you know, they get to the office and he's like, oh, I see Doc's taste hasn't dwindled at all. Look at all this finery everywhere and so many wonderful pieces of art and a beautiful desk. But where's Doc?
0: Yeah, he has Rodians, spelled with a W, uh, tapestries that would take thousands of generations to finish making and so on. So, uh, you know, at least it's not, you know, priceless flame gems that he's tossing aside because he doesn't even care about their value anymore. Yeah. Uh, so, yeah, Doc's not here. And he's like, hey, where's Doc? And Jessa just goes, he's gone. Which, you know. I, I can not see a- that he is gone. Yeah, not a full answer. Well, she's kind of... Uh, slow rolling Han. here the ultimate answer is that that uh doc is missing he went out to do a a a parts gathering expedition and between the third and fourth stops on his parts gathering expedition he just disappeared him yeah his ship and like three of his crew
1: yeah no trace no one like knows anything that happened it's not like oh yeah there was a battle or anything it's just he showed up one place didn't show up the next just poof
0: yeah, yeah. so uh, she, of course, has become embittered and concerned over this, uh, has taken over running of the facility, and is definitely not her father in terms of the way she runs business. She's not interested in discuss- discussing a long-term payment strategy with Han. Instead, she immediately just goes, look, I have all the uh, the cards here, so if you want this shit done to your ship, you're going to
1: do something for us. Yeah, we got to get you to do one last job. <laughs>
0: And he's like, Jessa, I swear to you, I already said I was out.
1: <laughs> but we reel you back in.
0: You son of a bitch. What's the mission?
1: You son of a bitch, I'm in.
0: <laughs> yeah. Uh, so he's like, uh, okay, what? what's the job? What do you want? And she's like, it's going to be super simple. All you have to do is go to a planet to pick up some passengers and bring them back here. And, or, or they'll tell you where to take them or something. But it's going to be low risk and... The whole thing's gonna be very by the book and easy.
1: Yeah, just go to a planet, pick up some people, everything's fine, don't worry about it. Now the, the planet details is super, on that.
0: <laughs> the the planet is completely agricultural. Everything is just farms there. You don't it's just a big farm planet. And he's like, That sounds nice. Also, there's a corporate sector authority data center there.
1: You know, server farms.
0: And he, you know, to me, I'm like, that That doesn't matter. Most server farms have, like, three guys working at them, and all three of them are playing World of Warcraft. Oh, yeah. Uh, I mean,
1: when he was like, oh, how am I going to be able to do that? I'm like, oh, please. Just show up and be like, hey, I'm here to deliver a pizza, and they're not going to give a shit.
0: <laughs> Ooh, pizza. This must have been Brad's idea. Was it Brad's idea? Uh, yeah, it yes.
1: says here on the note, Brad's idea. <laughs>
0: Uh, Anyway, uh, is your password password or (laughs) guest? I mean, but apparently in Star Wars universe, data processing centers are actually huge, big deals. So they're basically asking him to fly to a base. And he's like, well, that's super dangerous. So she has to be like, no, 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 don't worry. Don't worry. Here's how this works. Uh, this, This whole planet, pretty much only two things can land there. Corporate sector authority military vehicles and grain barges.
1: Yeah, there's drone barges that just show up. And they load them full of stuff, they unload stuff, like, it essentially just is a big old flying box that will show up. And she's like, here's the deal, we're gonna make your ship look like a big old dumb barge.
0: Yeah, because he has to start by saying, now, I don't know if you noticed, Jessa, but the Falcon's neither of the two things you just mentioned. I really wanted to be like, no, 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 the Falcon's basically a grain barge. I mean, come on. I mean if you go funny coincidence this planet uses entirely heavily modified YT-1300 grain barges.
1: Hmm, hmm, hmm. Weird, right? There's so I don't know many you, of
0: them. I, I don't know if you knew that's why you have that ship is cuz it's the cheapest ship in the galaxy and most people use them for hauling shit. <laughs> Literally. <laughs> He's like, "Well, it was full of shit when I purchased it from from Lando, but I always figured that was a Lando thing." <laughs> Just
1: pooping everywhere. I figured that was just kind of his... <laughs> so je- much poop, it's Lando's thing.
0: <laughs> Lando hates toilets, that's his thing. <laughs> no, baby, I just go wherever. While I'm that's walking. That's my thing.
1: <laughs> I have a Jedi, vanish it.
0: I like mining facilities and pooping where I'm standing. I'm a simple
1: man. <laughs> I like two things.
0: That's why I had to sell you to the Empire so easy. They knew my dark secret. <laughs>
1: <laughs> that I like mining. Everyone knows Obviously, about poop I'm not thing.
0: ashamed about the whole pooping where I'm standing thing. Ugh. Anyway, yeah, they're going to dress this ship up to look like a barge. They have a spare barge shell that they, because they, they hijacked one because they're just drones.
1: Yeah, it's like, oh, we just came across one and went, yeah, we'll take this.
0: Yeah, so they're planning to just clamp a barge shell onto the outside of the Falcon and have him fly this mission. Uh, apparently, barges land and then take off again 30 hours later, which gives them enough time to do the mission. And And the,
1: uh, the thing they want to send with him is amazing because they have an old droid Mm -hmm. with a smaller smart droid in it. And I'm just like, ah, sweet. You got a a real droid quato situation going on here.
0: (laughs) These are my favorite characters from this series of short stories. This, we don't, we don't find out about them immediately. First, they go out to the ship to like start, they're starting all the repairs and junk, uh, and as Han and Chewie are supervising the repairs and the attachment of the barge shell, Jessa walks up with, she's describing it as a package, but it's this old ass droid that looks like a, like an ape, like because its yeah. arms are too long and it's got a very broad chest. And she's like, look, this is uh this is your passenger. Uh, He's, he's a special modified droid that, that, uh, you know, just, you, you got to take him on your ship. And Han looks at him and the droid is described as having like a Bondo and matte Brown paint job, uh he just looks like an old piece of crap like that's been modified in some stupid way. Yes. And he's like, What what does he run on, Pete? <laughs> and because, Pete. G- good gag. Good gag. Uh, yes, he runs on Pete, much like Goofy would <laughs> if <laughs> were Pete to have his uh, way. Woof. <laughs> <You goof>. uh,
1: <laughs> yeah, but I I love that the name of this droid is Bollocks.
0: Yeah, his name is Bollocks and that they say that specifically because it was so hard to modify him the way that they had to so his name is literally balls i mean it's spelled ux instead of ocs but it's his name is balls
1: yeah and it because they're like oh we named him that because he was such a pain to try and modify i'm going So does that mean the term bollocks exists in Star Wars as an actual thing?
0: Yeah, and then it turns out that, as John mentioned previously, there's a little smaller droid hanging inside of him who's specifically a smart droid, so he's bollocks, but if you open him up, he's hanging brain.
1: But if you open him up, there's smaller bollocks, (laughs) the dog's bollocks.
0: There's a little droid inside of bollocks who doesn't have any arms or legs or anything, and is basically just a computer box uh, named Blue Max.
1: Yeah, he's a super miniaturized bot that's like, oh, I'm a hacking bot because we're trying to get information out of this server farm, so (laughs) we have to have some way of doing it, but we also can't just have you walk in with a hacking bot, obviously.
0: Well yeah, their whole their whole argument is like, well, yeah, obviously we need to hide Blue Max. He's a super powerful hacking robot uh that looks like a suitcase. He he's instantly suspicious, so we have to we had to build him a, into the chest of a useless old labor droid so no one would be suspicious. A, and of course, I'm thinking, why don't you also just plug him into the labor droid and let him pilot that? Mm, mm, mm. Instead of this whole like quado situation you've re- you've wound up with instead.
1: Uh I mean, I have to imagine that it's because they were trying to like sneak him in so that if someone was like, oh yeah, this droid is obviously a dumb piece of shit for the big one, like Max couldn't give it away or something.
0: Yeah, I I guess maybe on some rudimentary scans or something, if Bollocks is Bollocks controlled and not Blue Max controlled, he won't read as a super smart hacking bot.
1: Maybe. Maybe. I don't but, know. I think they were just like, well, we had to do it. Why? It's, come on, look at
0: it. Well, we get very little of these two in this chapter, uh, but they will they will be prove important later on. But this is great because Bollocks here doesn't get any lines at all, but uh, Blue Max gets a few, and he's already just a petulant child droid.
1: Oh, yeah. He's like, mm, I don't want to say hi to Solo. But,
0: okay, say hi to Captain Solo. He's going to be in charge of the mission. Why? Because he'll throw you into space if you don't. Oh, hi. I'm like, Hi, Captain. Okay, okay, no, he won't. I kind of want Blue Max to be like, I calculate that as uh, that is highly unlikely. I'm super expensive.
1: <laughs> Except he's not like super intelligent. He's just very good at hacking.
0: Yeah. So Han has his classic disdain for droids. So he just goes, hey, Chewie, store this useless hunk of crap somewhere in the ship where it can't rattle around too much. Uh, and uh... he's kind of fun. He doesn't even want... He's like, what the hell is this? I don't want a droid on my ship. And they're like, you have to have him. I told you there'd be complications. Look, come on now. Don't be an asshole. Of all the passengers I could have loaded onto your ship, a dumb ape-looking droid is like the least problematic.
1: Yeah, a droid that is just going to not move as much as it possibly can and not talk... Is the best thing I could send with. Yeah,
0: no, it's it's a fantastic, fantastic thing to get on your ship. It's not like she was like, and you have to take this guy, and he won't stop talking, and he has eleven tentacles. <laughs> <laughs> hey, hi, uh, how you doing? Uh, let me just go ahead and feel my way around your ship real quick. Sorry, feelings how I see. I'm real juicy. Don't mind the juice. It's uh, <laughs> it's mostly
1: waste. Uh, so yes, but before they can really get into it, oh no, the klaxons go off.
0: Yeah, the clack the, the alarms do, uh sound. And uh right away people run up to Jessa and they're like, Look, here's what's going on. There's a uh a patrol craft just flew by in high orbit uh and immediately went to hyperspace, but before it did, it dropped off four smaller crafts. So that's what we're picking up on the radar right now.
1: Yeah. Like they get to a uh a control room where they're looking at it and he's like, Well, why didn't he they why would they drop off fighters? Why wouldn't they just if they detected you call in and be like hey base we found some outlaw techs come deal with them
0: yeah and we get our answer from jessa which is that the planet itself was they chose this planet to to set up camp on specifically because it's surrounded by hyperspace anomalies that make long-range communication difficult or impossible yes and uh, as a result, the the Corvette isn't going to be able to come out here and do the bombarding itself while sending for help. It has to fly out of here, send for help, and then come back. But in the interim, they've dispatched some fighters that don't have hyperspace capability with the idea that those fighters just go in and start harassing and strafing the, the, uh, the facility so that the people working there don't have time or a chance to either prep or run away.
1: Well, yeah, because they're like, oh, we can send our super advanced fighters in there and you know they'll fuck up whatever they can but mostly they're there to make sure that nobody gets off planet so if anyone tries to leave if they go into space we are like super high-end fighters whatever they're flying is not gonna stand up to us so we'll just blow them out of the sky if they try to leave
0: yeah yeah so you know jess is like okay well we're gonna scramble our own fighters and we'll have to go up there and duke it out with them so that they don't raise the entire base
1: hey han i could really use a great fighter pilot right now you know and han
0: does his traditional no that's not what i signed up for no no jessa you know i'm not gonna say yes to that blah 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 give me the helmet
1: (laughs) yeah he's like oh there's no way i'm doing that because i'm not putting my ass on the line for nobody and then you know rightfully jessa goes Hey uh hey idiot if they come to the base they're going to take your ship as well even if you manage to escape and he's like ah oh, fuck
0: okay get me a helmet uh and so she walks him to a hangar where they're hiding their fighter by uh ships all Z95s
1: yeah the old reliable headhunters
0: we already covered those on a previous episode of Expanded Universe, Expanded Expanded Universe bonus content uh, a long time ago, so uh, you should be up to speed on these if you are a donor of any kind.
1: That's right. If you go to Patreon, Patreon, Piddleron. Piddle Ron,
0: yeah, yeah. Pat- if, you take your, if, you if you go to RonPaul.com, <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah. uh,
1: we're going to start a love revolution.
0: We are. That's our plan.
1: Ugh. <laughs> uh. But yeah, so you can can support us at patreon.com slash systemmastery and get all of our bonus content. There's so much crap we've talked about.
0: There's just way too much. So we already talked about Z95s, which are basically the precursor ship to the X-Wing. They don't have the S-foils, but otherwise they kind of look like little X-Wings. And they're old even now, even at this point, when when Han is a young, young, young man before New Hope. They're already old and obsolete. Uh, But he's flown them before. Oh, he's flown several of them.
1: Oh, yeah. Well, these are much the workhorse of fighters like if you were going to learn a fighter this would be almost assuredly the one you would learn on because it's just like the standard from which everything else was made
0: yeah now in this expanded universe storyline of course han actually trained on ties because he's his uh this was back when his imperial experience involved going through the pilot uh, fighter pilot academy on karita instead of being dumped into grunt work on some random war planet mm-hmm so uh well we're going to get that story. He's going to be like, hey, a long time ago, I was trained to fly as a high-speed fighter jock. Honestly, he, his backstory about what it was like to be a high-speed fighter jock makes it sound like they train all these guys to basically be Daredevil, like the, the hero Daredevil. <laughs> <laughs> Like, he's like, oh, yeah, back when I was into high G, high speed fighter training, I would be thrown off a trampoline. And while I was flying in the air, people would throw darts to me and I'd have to throw bullseyes onto dartboards that were 50 yards away. That's how good of a pilot I was. And I'm like, what are you talking about?
1: Yeah, I was just like, what the fuck? He's like, I would drunkenly be able to do flips and I could do anything. And I'm like, what are you what? What fighter pilot is like? I need to know. Acrobatics in order to fly a plane.
0: You know, Han Solo, most famous for his flip abilities.
1: <laughs> yeah. He's got flippies. <laughs> That's he definitely why him and met Chewbacca- Yoda at one point. <laughs>
0: yeah, the two of them are just constantly flipping every which way they ha- they feel like jumping around. <laughs> Woohoo! Wee! woo Woohoo! This is because we are both good fighter pilots. Yes! Yeah. <laughs> uh, so. Han gets a couple of minutes. He, of course, is immediately in charge. Just, you know, don't, don't worry about that. He's immediately in charge of all these people, and they just react to it like that's normal. Uh, he, he gets a couple minutes to pep talk the the other pilots. So he basically gives them a lesson. He's like, look, stay with your wingman. Uh, try w- when you shoot people down. You have to follow them to the ground to make sure they're not faking being shot down so they can strafe the base. And uh, all right, everyone, let's go have fun out there. <laughs>
1: Well, yeah, I mean, he's like, look, you gotta stick with your wingman, because there's four of these ships, and six of us. Mm -hmm. As long as we stay in teams, we will have the advantage. Mm -hmm. And just remember, don't fuck up. (laughs) I just like that, I mean, spoiler alert, the two lessons he tries to impart, stay with your partner and follow your kills to the ground, are immediately abandoned by everyone.
0: Well, yeah, and and he even is more or less aware that that's going to happen and it's just sort of giving people advice on the hope that it'll stick to any of them because he one of the people this this kind of avian alien uh that never gets a name but it was just called a lefrarian uh is revealed to have had about four minutes of proper fighter time
1: yeah he's like oh he's had like three whole minutes of fight time which honestly
0: means he's probably a pro because most idiots get weeded out of being a fighter pilot in minute one
1: yeah, if he was shit, he would have not survived to minute 3.
0: Yeah. So uh so that dude is assigned to be wingman to Jessa, which is its own whole thing. Uh because Jessa's like, "Well, obviously I'm going to go up there and fly. I'm one of the more competent pilots in this in this outfit and also everything here on the base is mine and I want to defend it." But of course, Han has to be like, "Whoa, no. No, 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 no. No sexy ladies.
1: <laughs> How dare you try and get into air with men." <laughs>
0: <laughs> i'm just like what where did that come from i guess that's just the 70s talking
1: i mean i mostly read it as like oh i've got a soft spot for jessa and i don't want to see her in trouble
0: i guess i i mean i, I suppose so it's just that that then she is actually a competent fighter pilot and the person who's in charge here he, he shouldn't be as surprised as he is
1: well yeah i mean i think the fact that she is in charge and going up there is surprising, at least for him, because he's like, yeah, but you should have people for that. You're the person in charge.
0: I guess that's fair, but they must be low on quality fighter pilots here on Outlaw Planet. So she's going up and uh, all six of the ships take off. We establish who everyone's wingman is and so on. There is a uh, there's a team that's two brothers. They're just they're just two brothers. Yeah, they're going to they're going to die. So don't worry about them hans wingman Han-
1: hmm? hans wingman is
0: comically well useless
1: be, oh he's like oh he's a young eager <laughs> rookie fresh out and ready to do anything he can for helping his part out he may as well be named like jenkins or whatever <laughs> yeah, he will me, very obviously die it's me sir target O'Doom. <laughs> i'm ready
0: to get up there and fly here, let me put a picture of my newborn baby in there. I'm six months <laughs> from retirement.
1: I can't wait to see my gal again when I get back on the ground. She'll be so <laughs> proud.
0: <sighs> I'm a cocky daredevil with nothing to lose. <laughs> yeah, this, this character is super doomed. Uh <laughs> yeah. but Target O Doomed is my my uh my favorite new bonus content character name, by the way. But uh yeah, they get up there, the uh the ESPO ships are IRDAs, or uh, prototype versions of, what does that stand for? It's, it stands for something. It's uh, uh, Interceptor Reconnaissance Defense. Oh, but effectively, okay. they're just local TIE fighters. They're not TIEs specifically. They look different. But they're just uh, better ships.
1: Yeah. Uh, But we find out their one thing that they're not as good at is flying in Atma. Well, like, they're not supposed they t- to be. Yeah, no, they are not aerodynamic at all. They are just made to fly in space.
0: Yeah. Or at least that's what IRDs are. But unfortunately, as they discover as they make their way through this battle, these aren't IRDs technically. These are I mean, I- they are. These are IRDAs. Uh where A stands for atmosphere.
1: Where the A stands for assholes.
0: <laughs> where the A stands for savings. Hi, come on down to Pluvo two for once. <laughs>
1: Where the A stands for quality,
0: the A stands for savings. Uh, the S is silent in this. In this, don't worry about it. The
1: A stands <laughs> for
0: Aving, comma
1: S. <laughs> Darth Aving's.
0: <laughs> uh, yeah, I did. Uh, I considered doing these ships for my bonus content, but the ar- article just wasn't long enough. But what it did establish for me in my research was that these are Erd A's or atmospheric Erds. They have special sh- shapes to them that make them better in being an atmosphere. Uh, Han. We don't, we don't establish that as we make our way through the chapter, but because Han doesn't really have a good chance to take a quality look at them. But
1: I but mean, they still don't maneuver as well. No, they're not. Atmosphere. They're not
0: quite as good as the, as the Z-95s in Atmosphere. But Han is like, hey, look, keep them in Atmosphere. They call it goo. They hate it. No one likes to fly in Atmosphere. We're going to use that to our advantage. But then they get into the actual fight, and everything breaks down immediately. His wingman's just like, I got a shot. He just zooms off to get killed.
1: Yeah, because instead of staying with wingmen themselves, the IRDs just split off and bait people to go run after them Mm -hmm. so that they can get a targeting solution. And they're just like, hey, dumb idiots, come get some.
0: Yeah. So poor Han's wingman just dies pleading for help because he immediately chooses to just dive off randomly and chase people against Han yelling at him.
1: Oh, yeah. He's like, don't do that. Get back here. But
0: I can chase him. I've got him. Oh, no, he's got me. Kaplow.
1: <laughs> Where's the caveman?
0: <laughs> so he's in there, and we're frozen out here. And he's
1: the sheriff.
0: <laughs> and then we're in there, and oh, wait, I just remembered we're out here. <laughs> uh, anyway, the the whole fight goes sideways very quickly. Eventually, the only people left in the air are the Lefrarian pilot, Jessa, and Han. Ah, uh, Lefrarian makes a good accounting for himself and does take out one of the IRDs, but eventually gets uh, hit hard enough that he needs to retreat from the battle.
1: Yeah, he doesn't get you know actually blown up, but he takes a shot to like the wing or something. And he's like, I I'm no good now.
0: Yeah, so he has he has to bow out from the fight. Jessa has has uh, begun chasing one of the IRDs that split off and is strafing the base. Uh, but unfortunately she get she manages to shoot him down, but then is immediately tailed by, by two more IRDs and gets hit and everything. Uh, Han, of course, heroically kills, I think four of the, uh, or three of the four enemy ships. Uh, I think he gets two. Is it two? I think, yeah, it's two. Jessica gets one and Lefrarian gets one.
1: Yeah. Cause he, we have a whole thing of him. Basically dogfighting the leader of their team, where it's just like, ooh, it's a a battle of super aces. And he's like, ooh, this guy's kind of good. I'm getting a good dogfight out of you.
0: Oh, right, yeah, where Han's meeting the new hotshot pilot. Uh, And and the two of them get into some kind of spinning battle, where I guess they're seeing who knows the best trick pretty good. Yeah. and it's just who
1: can do the best loop-de-loop to try and get around to the other guy?
0: Yeah, and eventually Han wins and manages to shoot the other ship and he yells at him as he's as he's killing him. He's like, ha ha, happy graduation, sucker.
1: Uh, welcome to it, bitch. Yeah.
0: And then because he's the big damn hero, he flies down to the surface, uh, shoots the ship that's that's trying to shoot down Jessa. Jess's ship is already hit and will crash so he has to fly up to it and hold it up with his ship while she well, yeah, punches the, out safely
1: because the problem is she gets turned upside down in her like trying to shoot this other ship down and cannot right herself like she's been hit somewhere where her controls aren't working and her cockpit is facing toward the ground so she's like well i can't write myself to land And if I punch out, I'm just going to shoot myself at the dirt.
0: Yeah. Yeah. So,
1: so he has to use a a wing to flip her ship. And he's just like, look, here's what's going to happen. I'm going to, I'm going to put my wing under your wing and then I'm going to turn, which will turn you. And then you got to punch it right when the cabin is pointing up instead.
0: Yeah. And, uh, so she does that and she does indeed survive having to land v- via an injector seat that's built into the Z. Uh Han flies over and lands near where she lands to pick her up and fly her back to base.
1: Yeah. And, and of course he has to This be... is when we get the uh the like backstory for Han.
0: Oh yeah, I love this because you can tell that he's not the author here is not really authorized to say that much about Han's backstory. Yeah. But uh, he also, I he mean, lands and he, he has a little bit of, like, an innuendo he wants to launch. He's like, hey there, you know, I think you could probably sit on my lap for the flight back.
1: Ooh, there's room for two if we cuddle close together. Uh,
0: But yeah, he he does have a whole thing where he, where he gets all stern-eyed and talks about his military history.
1: Well, yeah, because Jess is like, well, my goodness, if I didn't know better, I would have thought you had some sort of morality to you, saving me when you didn't have to and he's just like let me tell you about morality
0: <laughs> there was a friend of mine flew for the empire name of uh
1: san holo uh there's a, he got drummed out and embarrassed and, and even when he was doing the right thing and the only witness to it was a wookiee a wookiee named poochaka
0: <laughs> yeah poochaka we'll call, we'll go with poochaka yeah is a wookiee named i don't know uh Chewy Dan. It's it's Boo Chaka. Boo Chaka Laka was his name. And uh <laughs> yeah, he gets all like far away look in his eye, dead serious, and uh <laughs> eventually sort of like cows her into submission with this part because he's like, Yeah, it used to be that way. And she's like, Well, dude, wait a minute, are you just talking about yourself? Oh, you'll never know
1: about yeah. my dark past. I'm not weird to <laughs>
0: Uh, Yeah, it flies her back to the base at this point, and I think that's that's more or less everything that happens in this chapter.
1: Well, yeah, because at that point, uh, I mean, the last thing we really get is her walking off and is like, you know, it's, it's lucky that I know that you're just a selfish, greedy pile of shit. Mm-hmm. Lucky for me, because I'd totally want to bang you again.
0: <laughs> I'd fall in love with you. <laughs> it's... She as she walks away, looking over her shoulder at him, and she says, "It's lucky, you know, lucky that you're in there and that I'm out here and that you're the sheriff."
1: <laughs> no, wait, I remembered we're out there. <laughs> what I want to know is, where's the caveman?
0: Sorry, sorry, it's memes. You can find it on YouTube. <laughs> I'm Go so ahead. sorry for memes. <laughs> All right, everybody, uh, that's where the chapters end. Uh, It's exciting. We, we have a whole plan in place. I'm still kind of enjoying this book a great deal. I don't know about you, John.
1: Oh, yeah. I mean, I was just thinking about it reading this where I'm like, every chapter has a problem, a rising action, a solution, and then the end of it is the introduction of a new problem that will have to be further explained next chapter. Like, each chapter in and of itself is a fun little adventure.
0: Yeah, no, I'm I'm a big fan. So uh, so stay tuned because next week we're going to have two more exciting or uh, we have one at, one a week, whatever. There's more exciting Star
1: Wars well, coming your way real two exciting chapters. <laughs>
0: <laughs> hey, so uh, so John, why don't we tell people one last time about the Patreon so we can get on out of here and do our own thing?
1: Why don't we? Yeah, that's a good question.
0: Patreon.com/slash/SystemMastery. Where at the two dollar level, you'll unlock bonus content for Expounded Universe.
1: That's right. You'll unlock it. And then you can listen to it, and we'll feed it to you. We'll Mm -hmm. spoon feed it to you. That's right. We'll vomit it into your ears like a mama bird.
0: That's broken, kind of, because I don't think they usually go for the ears.
1: Well, I mean, this this is audio content, so.
0: (laughs) Yeah, in bird podcasting.
1: Yeah, in, in what I like to call tweeting, I don't think that's taken by anything yet.
0: No, I think that's open season. I think you've you've made the right choice there. Yeah,
1: uh, I think that's real duck season. So or in bird podcasting,
0: season. they do what's called baby feeding you, where they barf fish right into your ears every week. And we'll do that to you for $2.
1: <laughs> that's right. If that's your fetish, we'll barf fish into your ears for $2.
0: <laughs> for a dollar and then another dollar. <laughs> Uh, Uh, What we actually do is we go to Wikipedia, we find fascinating stories about Star Wars, and we come back and we tell them to each other and to you, the listener. That's at the $2 level, and if you're at the $2 level, you're actually unlocking six bonus podcasts a month, so it's a pretty good deal. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, there's other levels as well. Feel free to stop by the Patreon, take a look around, see what you find there, see if you want to be a part of what we do. Otherwise, thank you so much for listening. You can find us regularly at SystemMasteryPodcast.com or at System Mastery on Gmail, Twitter, Reddit, Facebook, whatever. You know the drill. Oh, so hey, John. Yes? Did you know that if you go to our website, SystemMasteryPodcast.com, click on the button that says give us some money and give us $50, that we will read something for you on air?
1: Yes, I, I did know that because we we put it there. <laughs> it's a, it's a I, thing we do.
0: I always assume anything on the website I did, and you don't even know I did it. So <laughs> I, I figure it's my job to tell you I did that.
1: I mean, same?
0: That's true. That, that's I have no idea when Movie Masteries go live or how. So <laughs> it, it, even if even if you did tell me, i just forget. So it's always a good idea to tell me anything you're doing all the time anyway.
1: It's true. I never stop telling you what I'm doing. That's
0: right. Uh, I assume that right now you are sitting in a chair.
1: You have guessed correctly.
0: Yes, I'm a master. Okay, anyway, that's right. If you go to Patreon, not Patreon, it's on Patreon, go to SystemMasteryPodcast.com, you can kick us 50 bucks and we will read an ad for you on our show. Uh, As long as we don't find the content offensive and it's less than like two or three minutes long, we will read your thing. Uh, and we have one today which is a very simple one it's just someone asking me to finish what i started long long ago so john if you don't mind here i go patient okay that's it we're done thank you so much once again stop on by systemmasterypodcast.com to get your own version of, uh, of one of those announcement masteries stay safe out there and have a good week with me elan Bagiano. <laughs>
1: And I can't remember our bits.